0: It's just after six o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rapopudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, yes, it
1: does. Thanks, John, and I always appreciate the great intro. KT, back, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. It is Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, as we call it here on SportsX Radio. Tomorrow night, back at Steiner's Pub, and then Thursday, Friday, we're back here at PSBR Law Studios, so Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time in Southern Cal here, year number four in the Vegas Valley, Panish, PSBR Boyle, dot PSBRLaw.com. Check it out, over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice, Brian Panish, senior partner, a good pal of KT's, and uh, he is top of the line, one of the best crackerjack lawyers in the country 702 area code you know that 830-9353 for personal injury in case you need it in the future 830-9353 830-9353 and a good solid show for you on this fat tuesday lots of hockey talk which is good because the vegas golden knights will be in action a little bit later tonight alex b smith will be joining me always love ab he is uh one of the best there is, and he's very versatile. He's not just a hockey guy. He knows his, his baseball, his football, his basketball. I mean, he's well-rounded. AX Smith Sports is uh, how you follow him on Twitter, or now known as X, of course. And uh, A.B. will jump around, go all over, but I want to get his take on the Golden Knights and, uh, you know, kind of jump all over the, uh, the NHL as well. Rangers off to a good start there in the East, and Boston Bruins picking up where they left off in the regular season last year as well. Uh, off to a great start, Colorado Avalanche, getting it together. Got a wild 6-5 win last night, and uh, we'll get into a lot of hockey. NBA basketball going strong. Lakers in action after taking that in-season tournament right here in Vegas on Saturday night, beating Indiana. Right now, they're in Big D taking on Dallas, the Mavericks, and, of course, Miriam Adelson and uh, the old Venetian owner getting involved, uh, majority owner potentially for those Dallas Mavericks, uh, currently owned by Mark Cuban and we will see how all that shakes out and uh, see if eventually we get an NBA team to Las Vegas. I don't think it'll be too long, but Dallas does lead the Lakers 83-78, still 6-19 to go in the third quarter, another NBA basketball game where there's no defense being played. I mean, every now and then there'll be a shot blocked from behind usually because uh, there's not too much going on defensively. Although I got to say, Hoeksters, uh Joel Embiid, there's certain guys that'll show up and play D, you know, night in, night out. Giannis pretty good as far as uh, both ends of the court and, uh, you know, we'll get into uh, NBA a little bit more as the association continues in that 82-game regular season. But we've got a lot going on, lots of hockey. Of course, we've got a big basketball game tomorrow night right there at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. If you haven't made it over there, it is a real cozy, cool place. Now, that's where the Silver Knights play, of course, uh, Golden Knights AHL team. But they are... Uh, you know, a a good fun team to go watch and much more inexpensive as far as going to a VGK game or, you know, you try to take in a Raider game. That's all well and good, but, you know, those things get pricey. So this is more family oriented. But tomorrow night, Creighton in town to play the UNLV running Rebs. So that'll be good. Uh, And again, it's going to be a lot of fun for the Rebs to go from the big cavernous Thomas and Mac and go over to the uh, Dollar Loan Center there. So I'm looking for... Yeah, a good solid effort by uh, the and Rebs. They're not off to a good start. The ladies, on the other hand, as we told you, cracking the top 25 with Lindy LaRock taking care of business as the Lady Rebs at number 23, 9-0 oh, as they continue to forge forward. And they are taking on Seton Hall. I didn't know if that game was tonight or tomorrow. I'll have to check that schedule. I know I was on top of that stuff. I think it's tomorrow, but uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of hockey, like I said, with Alex B. Smith. Mark Hoke and I now are number two. My producer... Going to talk a little bit more about NIL because, remember, last night we got into it a little bit there with uh, South Dakota State. And, of course, uh, their head coach, Jimmy Rogers, coming on. Uh, the heir apparent there for Coach Stegelmeyer and uh, the national champion, South Dakota State, Jackrabbits still unbeaten. And they have made it to the Final Four, as has Mark Hokes' alma mater, North Dakota State, the Bison. Uh, so will they meet up in the finals like they did last year? We'll wait and see. Uh, the Bison have the tougher assignment because they're on the road they try to continue winning on the road and uh they got that first game uh you know mark let me let me ask you real quick if you if you got your uh, your, your ears on there that first game against drake they crushed drake was that a road game or was that a home game that was a home game it was okay i thought yeah. that was probably a home game 66 to 3 my goodness uh, they gave up that field goal they were probably all upset about that but then a couple road wins in a row including i mean two tough places montana state Very, very tough venue, and they had to come back in that game down 28-21. Somehow, way they were able to put that last regular uh, time drive together because they're running out of time, so they indeed had to go for it. Fourth and one on their own 11. They got that, and they continued down the field, got the game-tying score, kicked the extra point, went into overtime. They scored first, and then Montana came right back and scored, but then all of a sudden everything abruptly came to an end with North Dakota State getting the blocked extra points. So sometimes you just never know. And if you watch the two Monday night games last night, my goodness, it was crazy. Because the Giants, they came back in the last minute. They beat Green Bay after Green Bay had battled back. And a controversial uh, touchdown catch or drop, I, I actually thought it was a touchdown. It looked to me like the guy took two and a half steps after he caught it in the end zone. But the ball was then knocked out. So they went to the replay and they... Uh, They ruled it no good, but then they got a touchdown pass two plays later. So Green Bay took a one-point lead, missed the two-point conversion, which I thought was another moronic call by an offensive coordinator. You know what? We only need two yards to get that two-point conversion. So let's pitch it to the guy as he comes around. So we need seven yards. Great. And no run-pass option. I mean, I have no problem. If you roll somebody out, but they're capable of, of a run-pass option, because when you go to that side, they were going to the weak side, and all of a sudden, ran, running out of real estate, there's a melee of bodies, about eight, nine bodies in that you know small window there. So, you know, either toss it backwards, lateral-like, to the quarterback so then he can throw it forward, or have it set up that you can stomp on a dime, and hopefully if you're a running back or a receiver, you're able to at least throw a five-yard pass somewhere to get that two-point conversion. They didn't get it, and subsequently... Uh, the G-Men came down and got the game-winning field goal to win at the buzzer there. And then Miami, my goodness, just when you thought they were in a world of trouble last night as far as even covering the spread, forget about that, just to win the game. And uh, they ended up coming back and uh, getting a two-touchdown lead, but Tennessee had the last laugh. They get a touchdown. They go for two. Again, analytics stuff. Pulls them within six. got a losing record, so I have no problem with it. And then they score again there at the end, get the extra point, and win the game by a point and stun Miami and the hometown crowd as Tua gets sacked on the last play of the game, and they end up losing a game that they all thought they would have won. But let's get rolling here on a fat Tuesday. It is SportsX Radio. Here we go. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, so let's just go right to VGK because they're going to be in action in a little bit. And Alex B. Smith will be talking Vegas Golden Knights hockey. Calgary in town at the Fortress. Dustin Wolf between the pipes for the Flames. VGK, their confirmed start is going to be Logan Thompson. So looking for VGK to uh, build on that 5-4 victory over San Jose that they got the other night in, in a shootout. They actually had to go shootout as uh, San Jose tied that game with 39 seconds to go. And uh, VGK ends up getting the last laugh and gets the win there. So we'll keep an eye on that game throughout the night. I already talked about UNLV the men running revs tomorrow with Creighton right there in Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center. Number two. All right, so let's go number two. How about Justin Herbert, who uh, will be here with the L.A. Chargers are going to be taking on the Raiders right here at Allegiant Stadium Thursday night football. And Justin Herbert will not be playing. He had surgery, season-ending surgery, to that right index finger. So he is done. 25-year-old Chargers starting quarterback. Had the second longest consecutive starting streak. 62 straight games behind Josh Allen. And uh, he is done for the year. So, North Dakota State's finest, Easton Stick, will get the start. Be backed up by last year's national championship contender, although it didn't go well for TCU. But Max Duggan, who engineered that uh, Horned Frogs team to get to that championship game, he will be backing up Easton Stick tomorrow. And uh, we are actually on Thursday night, and we will be paying special attention to that game. Why? Because it's right here in our backyard. Both teams 5-8. and eight. Major disappointment for the Chargers. You know, the Raiders, we all thought probably 8-9, and nine, maybe 9-8, nine and eight, and that was at the beginning of the year. Uh, I still think the team's trending the right way with Antonio Pierce at head coach, even though they come off getting shut out. So they'll have to tweak some things, but I did like the way the defense played, and he's a defensive guy, you know, experience on Super Bowl teams with the Giants. So... You know, got to fix a lot of things there with the silver and black, uh, one thing at a time. But it looks like at least that team's trending in the right direction. But Justin Herbert will not be playing in that Thursday night game right here at Allegiant Stadium. Number three. All right, and then uh, you remember about a year and a half ago, we had an alleged rape lawsuit. And that was against, of course, San Diego State's former punter and Buffalo Bills punter, Matt And those charges, everything kind of dropped. That suit was dropped. And it was kind of uh, a mutual deal there because he said he was going to have a defamation suit against the 17-year-old gal that was bringing the suit there against the raise. And now there are still charges potentially, uh, not charges, but uh, still a civil lawsuit that could go against uh, the young lady's attorney. And so that is still on the table. And the other guys that were involved potentially in this rape, at a house party, and I believe it was Eraser's house there in the San Diego area, those things are still pending. So we'll keep you abreast, but, you know, I hate to see somebody's name dragged through the mud. Look, if Razor wasn't there, uh, like it did say in the actual paperwork after they kind of followed through with the investigation, you know, that's just that's just crap. And we remember, you know, the Duke lacrosse team, and there's been different things in years past where right away you're thinking the worst, and then you find out that... Really, nothing ever was accurate as far as the information. So, uh, will will be back in the NFL? We'll wait and see. But right now, he doesn't have to sweat that lawsuit any longer, as indeed uh, that case has been dropped as far as against former San Diego State and Buffalo Bills punter Matareza.
0: Number four. All right.
1: Uh, Washington, D.C., not really a safe place. I mean, carjacking up through the roof. Numbers are ridiculous there. I mean, who wants to go there, right? I mean, I guess you're semi-safe over there uh, behind the gates at the White House, but who knows? I mean, even that, you know, you get white powder that appears in the White House, and nobody knows whose it is. It just appeared there. Good thing it wasn't anthrax, right? But anyway, so that may be enough. Uh, That may have been the tipping point there on the scales, pun intended, for Ted Leonsis, who's going to move both the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards to Northern Virginia, Uh, apparently uh, negotiating there with Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin, and uh, they have found an agreement there. Now they just have to work things out with the two leagues, the NHL and the NBA, and make sure everything's status quo and good to go. But, uh, again, getting teams out of D.C., can't blame them. The way that city just doesn't protect its citizens, and uh, who wants to go to a game, you know, where you're going to be traveling at night? You could be leaving the game, hey, that was a great game, or that was a lousy game, and next thing you know, you're carjacked. So uh, don't blame Leonsis for making that move. And we'll keep an eye on it find out exactly where in Northern Virginia both the Capitals and Wizards plan to move.
0: Number five.
1: And, of course, we talked about Shoei Otani and that big $700 million contract courtesy of the Dodgers. Well, don't be left out there, San Francisco Giants. That's right, my good pal Larry Ragusa, his San Francisco Giants. They were busy today, and they inked. Young-Hoo Lee, that's right. Six-year deal, $113 million. You don't know who he is. Come on, remember COVID? We didn't have any sports going on here in the States, but we had the Korean Baseball Organization. That's right. KBO Baseball, baby, we remember. Because you could actually bet on it. I think maybe Russian table tennis, too, back in the time. But uh, the 25-year-old left-handed outfielder uh, broke in on 2017 when he was just 18 years old. And so far in that Korean league, he has hit over three hundred every season and has a 340 lifetime average and that was good enough for the san francisco giants to say hey if you saw the way we hit in september we could use this guy he's got to be better than what we had last september so young huli new member of the san francisco giants six years 113 million pales in comparison to 10 years 700 million for Shohei otani but that is a look at our starting five and we'll take a quick break in just a sec, but let me uh, just go to the scoreboard and update some things going on because we've got a ton of hockey games tonight. Uh, NBA action as well. Not a lot of college basketball. Five games on the hardwood. Uh, Mavs now lead the Lakers 90-85, one 150 now to go in that third quarter from Big D. All tied at 99. Cavs and Celtics from Beantown, nine fifteen to go fourth quarter. Celtics went off an 11-point favorite, total 226. By the way, the Lakers were three-point road dogs after winning that uh, in-season tournament here in Vegas at T-Mobile on Saturday. That total, 235 and a half, and you're already sitting at 175 with a minute 50 to go in the third quarter. That's probably going up and over. Nuggets and the Bulls at the half in the Windy City. Denver, the defending champions, lead 57-50 at intermission. They went off six and a half point favorite, 220 your total. Warriors and Suns coming up in a little bit. Phoenix at home, minus one, 228 your total. Kings and Clips from the Clip Joint in L.A., uh, Clippers minus three and a half, two thirty-seven and a half 237 and is your total. Meanwhile, college basketball, Seton Hall beat Mommet, but did not cover that 14-70-61, an in-Garden State affair there. And how about Western Kentucky came back, five-and-a-half point dogs. They knocked off Scott Nagy, the old South Dakota State's right State Red Raiders, 91-84. to 84. Tennessee blew out Georgia Southern, 74-56, but they don't come close to covering the 34. Rick Barnes' team kind of cooled off and uh, took their foot off the gas. Uh, Duke, big last five minutes, and they blew out Hofstra 89-68. They were minus 15. Didn't look like they were going to cover, but they do get the cover, and the game flies over the total. NC State beat Tennessee Martin by 14, but they were laying 19-and-a-half, so they don't cover that game. 81-67, the final game stays under the total. And just a few other games going. Texas Tech out of the gate in Lubbock, 18-12 up over Oral Roberts. And uh, Illinois-Chicago, the Flames leading 53-46 over Wisconsin Green Bay. Coming up, Cal Baptist. Rick Croy's team going up against Oregon at the Matthew Knight Arena. Oregon minus 11.5, 137.5. Meanwhile, on the ice real quick, games that are going. Toronto, a 5 3 lead over the Rangers, was 4 1 after the first period, but 5 3 right now. Blue Shirts went off a minus 180, 8.15 to go in that third period now. 4 1, Carolina leads out Ottawa, 6.55 left in regulation. Pittsburgh, a 3 2 lead over Arizona, 8.30 left in that third period after two. St. Louis, 4 3 leading Detroit, and 2 0, Nashville jumping on hoax flyers there in the second period, halfway through that second stanza. Coming up, it is Tampa Bay and Vancouver. Canucks minus 118, 6.5 Calgary and Vegas right here at the Fortress. The Knights minus 210, six-year total. Florida and Seattle, the Kraken are dogs at home to the Panthers. Florida minus 176.5, your total shaded to the under. Chicago, Edmonton, how about this one? The Oilers are minus 500. At the Westgate Superbook, 6.5-year total. Shaded to the over, minus 140. Means you have to play 140 to win 100. If you want to go over that total of 6.5 between the two teams, Winnipeg, minus 190 at San Jose at the Shark Tank. 6.5-year total. Shaded to the under. A look at the scoreboard. Take a break. Come back with Alex B. Smith. You're listening to SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded it, come on. What are you waiting for? A U D A It is a free worldwide app. Take care of it now. Mark Hoke takes us to break. Don't forget the Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. We are live from Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson, coming right back. Stevie Tyler coming back here. Mark been in the hits on a Fat Tuesday, and of course Aerosmith with a uh, you know residency uh, concert deal for a while last year and the year before, and now you've got Scorpions coming up in 2024. Looking forward to that. One of my wife's favorites, and uh, always good residency music here in the Vegas Valley. That's what's so cool about living in Las Vegas. There's always great music, great entertainment. And you gotta take it all in, including V G K coming up in a little bit against Calgary. And again, I gave you the uh the starting goal to use uh Logan Thompson in the nets for uh V G K. So we're hoping that they can take care of business. Struggled the other night, big time with uh, San Jose, but they got it together. And then Dustin Wolf will start with Calgary. But somebody that knows hockey inside out is my good friend Alex B. Smith, baby. At AX Smith Sports, follow him. This guy does the Ice Guys. It is a top podcast. If you like hockey, you'll really love the Ice Guys because Ice Guys finish first. Uh, and Alex B. Smith joining us. What's up, my, uh, Mr. Chicago Blackhawk yourself? How you doing?
2: <laughs> good, good. Yeah, thanks for having me on once again. And, yeah, you mentioned about the ice, guys. we were actually on doing a live uh, betcast now. We've been on since 7 o'clock Eastern, and we're going to be going all the way through to, to the end of the night, uh, breaking down the games, doing some live bets. I've already hit a, lot, a few live bets tonight. So uh, after this program's over, you guys should definitely check that out on YouTube
1: there you go okay so tell people how to go there so we don't have to rush it in at the end let them know how they can right. go there youtube and find you to make sure because you do a lot of in-game stuff you do a lot of pre uh you know before they drop the puck you get down mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff individual players i mean all this different stuff you're on it and regulation stuff uh you know whatever i mean you're on it total sides you guys are in depth and i mean you guys follow the entire league so you're uh, pretty in detail pal
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we, we, I love the in-game betting. That's been a huge uh, moneymaker for me the last several years in the NHL. And like I said, we a lot of uh, different derivatives, first period overs. That trend's been kind of running around again, as well as uh, betting regulation draw. So, yeah, everybody look up the Ice Guys podcast on YouTube and then just click on Find That Channel, the Ice Guys, and uh, you'll see the live link that's going on right now. And then, of course, uh, follow, look the Ice Guys up on anywhere you find podcasts.
1: All right, so good stuff there. Okay, so let me start with the Golden Knights just because, of course, they're our local team here, and, of course, defending Stanley Cup champions doesn't hurt either. But finally, Jack Eichel, I shouldn't say finally. I mean, he came on last year, but this guy's just playing outstanding hockey, and he's very unselfish, has 20 assists already, 32 points. Carlson's got 12 goals. He's got 12. Marcheseau has 14 goals to lead the team. But I really like the way Eichel's playing, and uh, he he just seems like he's having a good time out there. And he finally seems like that neck, everything. He just it, it looks like he's healthy. Alex, is he is he a hundred percent? Because it looks like he's really feeling good out there.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing, you know, he's the number one overall pick, and went through all the different troubles of you know the rebuild in Buffalo, and then having that neck injury to get out of there, finally get to Vegas, show that he can be a top leader on a championship team, uh, you know, I think the pressure is finally off of him now. He can you know, be the star that everybody's expected him to be since he joined this league. And uh, and like I said, it's it showing in his numbers, 12 goals, 20 assists, leading the team in points, uh, tied for second in goals along with Will Carlson. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic to see. I'm really happy for him because, you know, this is a guy with a lot of talent, like I said, with a lot of pressure on him to try to change things around in Buffalo, but now to be
1: the top guy in Vegas is no better place to do it, right? So, uh, so, so, kudos to him. There you go, and another guy that we missed for a lot of games last year. And I was worried when he came back for the playoffs because that first game against Winnipeg, I remember he had trouble closing ground, and and uh, gave you know we, they ended up uh, Winnipeg taking a two-one lead. I'm like, oh man, the the Knights lost that first game, and I'm like, they're in trouble. And I'm talking about, of course, uh, Mark Stone and. He is healthy. Uh, Only eight goals so far on the year. I shouldn't say only, but uh, twenty-five points, seventeen assists. We know he likes to pass the puck as well. But he's a guy that you need out there. You just, you know, he's the heart and soul. Uh, I guess you could say that about Marchessault as well. And Carlson, it looks like he's back on track as far as offensively. Uh, But something about having the big guy, Mark Stone, out there, number sixty-one, really enjoy watching him. And he was, you know, more or less the catalyst as far as helping them get that Stanley Cup last year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at, like, you know, Stone, because of the fact you have guys like Eichel, and Carlson, and Marshall Show that are stepping up in the goal department, Stone can be more that facilitating playmaker. You know, I'm looking at his stats right now. He has 17 assists. Seven of those uh, have come on the power play. The only player with more power play assists on this team right now, Shade Theodore, of course, is hurt. So, and looking at that. We've missed some time, rather. But, but having Stone kind of, once again, you know, was always having to be the big guy at Ottawa, relied on. Now that these guys have kind of settled into these roles, everybody knows their spot, you know, and everybody you know stays in their lane,
1: things are looking pretty well. Yeah, another guy I like that just uh, I could see the potential of, as far as this guy just being a real fun player for years, Paul Cotter.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, he definitely has a, a ton of talent and skill, and he's definitely one of those guys that just kind of just quietly went on the radar and then just popped up on the scene, and I think, yeah, he's definitely going to be one of those kind of just secondary, grind it out, give you a clutch goal when you need it kind of players for the majority of the
1: career. He's just 24 years old. He looks good already. Yeah, as we look back, I mean, what a crazy year last year. And, of course, goaltending-wise, Aiden Hill stepping to the forefront. Now, he's 10-2 and two overtime losses. Logan Thompson's actually played one more game, and he'll be between the pipes tonight uh, at home against Calgary. And he's 8-3-3. and And then Patera actually was in the Nets uh, uh, the other night. So it is good to see that uh, the Knights have talent in between the pipes but it was talent that we really didn't know how good it was last year and then when logan thompson goes down then we're kind of scrambling and and had to scramble again and aiden hill was able to close things out and then get the contract so talk to me about uh longevity wise are you content if your ownership as far as the golden knights that you have things solidified in between the pipes
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, you know, the, the Golden Knights have defied logic in the two years that they made a Stanley Cup final by using five, six goaltenders in the season. So, clearly something's working with the goaltending system uh, throughout that organization. You know, and you, you look at, you know, like Henderson, for example, you got a guy like Fred Brathway to that coaching staff who was a, a great professional goaltender. So, there's something go- good going with the goaltending gro- room in Vegas, and it has been for some time. And I like this tandem of Hill and Thompson. All you right, mentioned cool. about Good. You mentioned about Thompson getting hurt last year. When he got when he went down, that happened in Minnesota. And I was talk that was the dad's trip. I was talking with Aiden Hill's dad the night before that that game. That was on February ninth. And we talked for about a couple hours and stuff and just you know, I was just saying about how, you know, Aiden has really come into his his himself as a goaltender after being bounced around from San Jose, to Arizona, and then we saw him going on that magical run. So uh is there's, there's something there to
1: that. Yeah, no doubt. There you go. Your ears were burning, you knew Uh, that he was on the on-deck circle and it was just going to be a matter of hours before he takes over uh, there for the Golden Knights uh, as far as goaltending to close things out last year and to get that elusive Stanley Cup in six years the way uh, that they they, they actually uh, the owner predicted it. Foley said, "I'll get you yep. a cup in six years, Vegas," and he lived yep. up to his uh, uh, up to his words there, which is always key here in Vegas. Now, as you look at the Pacific, Vancouver's played one less game; uh, they're six points behind VGK, thirty-seven points. The Kings they played four less games, uh, as has Edmonton than Vegas. And the Kings were on that 11 game road unbeaten streak. They got it to 11, so they broke the Sabres record of 10 from 2006 2007. But I said it on Friday night, Alex B. I just had this feeling as I looked at that little New York, uh, back to back, and I said, you know, the Islanders, I feel like the Islanders will win, but if, uh, if they do, you gotta come back and play the Rangers Sunday because I have this little thing that when a streak, if it's like baseball, basketball, or, or hockey, where you're playing a bunch of, uh, games in a week, that if a streak gets to eight or more and then it gets broken, whatever result happens, that same result happens the next time out. And of course, They get the eleven straight wins. They lose to the Islanders, and they had to go overtime in that game. And then they play the Rangers, and it was really weird. I got worried because played the Blue Shirts, and then all of a sudden, all the money started going on the LA Kings, and I and dropped that line from minus one thirty five to minus one fifteen. And I was like, "Oh man, what's going on? Is there something wrong?" But the Rangers end up winning that game four to one. Uh, Crazy stuff, uh, how that happens. But what's your take on this LA Kings team? Because my nephew is a big time LA Kings fan, and he was kind of worried going into the season. And then also give me your take on Vancouver and then Edmonton, who's out of the gate a little bit slowly, but they made the coaching change and now they seem to have really uh, caught their skates in gear.
2: Yeah, and I I was worried about this L.A. Kings team at the beginning of the year, too. I liked what they had been doing the last couple of years, but I was worried about the goaltending. Phoenix Copley came on in the middle of last year, pretty much saved the season. He's the reason why Jonathan Quick was able uh, to be moved, earned a one-year extension, but then he started to kind of regress a little bit to the form that we've seen him play like in the AHL for the majority of his career. They bring in Cam Talbot, a guy who has shown some flashes of brilliance in the league, but has been often injured. And, you know, had a serious injury in Ottawa and, you know, had some uh, issues going back and forth with management in Minnesota. So I was worried about that. But now with, with Talbot seemingly as healthy as he's been in years, playing great, uh, and this team just getting scoring from everybody top to bottom, they have the best center depth. Uh, you know, in, in the NHL, outside of the Vegas Golden Knights, in my opinion. And when you start looking at, like I said, that that streak that they had on the road, that that's fascinating because the Kings are normally a team that plays better at home than on the road. We talk about this on the Ice Guys all the time. It seems like L.A. and Minnesota, those are teams that we try to look for the spots to bet on them when they're at their home arenas right on the road. And then for them to come out and win 11 in a row, but we were all over it. We had Islanders uh, and Kings draw, and then we all love the Rangers on the show that was uh, actually a best bet for me and my co-host, Ian Cameron. And Jonathan Quick playing against his old team, he stood up and delivered and gave the Rangers a 4-1 win. So now it'll be interesting to see, because the uh, Kings play again tomorrow against the Jets. Obviously, with that big trade, you got got Velarde, Pierre-Luc Debras, those guys going up against their old teammates. As the first time back home off of that long road trip after these losses, it might be another time to fade uh,
1: the LA Kings again and, and back the Jets tomorrow. There you go. All right. Uh, what about Vancouver? Tell me about this team, because we knew they had a lot of young players. Uh, didn't know how solid they were going to be, but they started to make some strides late last year, and uh, so far, so good. I mean, 18-9-1, only the one overtime loss, 37 points, and you know what? When hockey is like that over there in a place like British Columbia, you're going to get great crowds, and they are.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's nice to see the league's better when a team like Vancouver is playing well and doing well. Like you said, they have a great, uh, solid fan base, and that that's you know, it's fun to see that team playing some solid hockey again. And we talk about how important it, has to, it is to have two goaltenders in, in the league now and you know carrying the load, sharing the load. That's your Demko and Casey Smith, arguably one of the better tandems, and, and I don't think anyone would expect anybody to say that uh, if you had mentioned it in October. But Casey the Smith coming over from Pittsburgh, After a brief trade over with Montreal, uh, he's now five two and one. He has a shutout with a two point six nine goals against, and then Thatcher Demko, once again a guy who had been battling some injury issues, played a lot of minutes. He finally had time to kind of rest and recover in the offseason. He's been sharp thirteen and seven with a two point four nine goals against and a pair of shutouts. That's really been, I think, the catalyst. Having that solid defense because they don't have a ton of they have tons of great skill players like Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes. But those have really been the guys, you know, J.T. Miller, those are the four guys that have been carrying the offensive load for the most part. They've had some other guys chip in here or there, but they've been getting it done with defense and being
1: solid in their own end, and that's the the key. And I think Vancouver is going to be a team you have to watch out for all year long. SportsX Radio, Alex B. Smith, our guest, knows his hockey inside out. Ice Guys, great podcast. Uh, and, of course, they do the in-game wagering, and you can get involved and follow that after Alex B. gets off the, uh, the show here in a little bit. We're going to keep them one more segment. But before we go to break, let me just touch on those Edmonton Oilers because they got off to a horrendous start. They made a coaching change. Now they've won seven in a row. We know Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. What a great one-two combo that is. Uh, what about this team? Are are they playing the type of hockey? I I, I know probably, you know, for anybody that maybe – you know, say you were under a rock and, and you knew that Edmonton had potential and you know, they've got McDavid and Dryside on company, Bouchard, pretty good defenseman. And, uh, you're, you're thinking, okay, this team's going to be battling in the Pacific, but they get off to a lousy start. So when you look at 12 and 12, you're going like, God, what's wrong with this team? But now, of course, since the coaching change, they're really playing solid hockey. Is this team going to be de- I mean, a team that you can expect to get deep into the playoffs? Cause it looks like right now everything's starting to click for the Oilers.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, once once you get into the playoffs, yeah, it's all hands on deck. And this, I love this Pacific division right off the jump. And I thought, oh, of course, Edmonton was going to have a much better start, but they were certainly in the conversation of these teams. And now, when you look at the the standings, really everybody outside of and, and then San Jose goes on a little bit of a win streak too. But but everybody outside of San Jose realistically has a chance to get into the playoffs out of that Pacific Division. So with the 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 bump of Chris Knobloch, this team's now nine and three with him as a coach. Uh, a guy who I'm really happy to see get a a shot in the NHL. We saw him a little bit of time with the Rangers, and, and he's done a tremendous body of work with the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL. So to get a chance now to lead this team, he's got that. Power play rocking and rolling. They're now, uh, you know, top of the league again, just like they were at the end of last year, the majority of last year. And uh, like I said, you need those other guys to contribute. Uh, Evan Bouchard has been red hot. He's on an 11 game point streak. You got Zach Hyman with 15 goals. Evander Kane with 12 goals. So it can't be McDavid and Dreisettle every night. And I think now the teams, you know, they're starting to realize that. So when you have those other guys stepping up, the, the Matthias Eckholm's giving you some clutch goals. Ryan Newton Hopkins, you know, has uh, been there for a while giving you some goals. That's what's the key so yeah they're they're right back in the race uh things i don't know like i said how far they can go once they do get in the playoffs but we can definitely consider them as a team that's still alive to grab a wild card or even a top three spot in the pacific
1: your take on Stuart skinner as far as their uh, their main guy as far as in between the pipes
2: Oh yeah, he's he's a solid goaltender. Twenty five years of age, and he's coming in, into his own. You know, he wasn't expected to you know have the, the load of minutes last year. Of course, everybody's thinking him and, and Campbell are going to share the net. But Campbell now being in Bakersfield, Calvin Pickard, the backup for the for the time being. I like Stuart Skinner as the number one guy, and I think he's going to still get stronger as the season goes on.
1: Alright, we'll touch on some more hockey with Alex B But he's also a big Bears fan I want to get him his take as far as uh, Justin Fields Because I'm happy, I'm probably in the minority But I like Justin Fields Especially for a team like the Bears That plays in a lot of nasty weather And I think the kid has a lot of potential I think a lot of people are selling him short We'll talk about that when we come back SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDOM We stream live on that Odyssey app A-U-D-A-C-Y Download it now Take a break Come right back Live from Vegas Get Rich coming back on a Fat Tuesday. Holster spinning the hits here on a Tuesday. It goes all over, all different genres. He's just uh, in his own little world with his North Dakota State Bison. And uh, KT, of course, with his South Dakota State Jackrabbits, baby. We'll see how everything shakes out. Friday night game, FCS level. Uh, South Dakota State at home, 21.5-point favorites over Albany. Albany comes off the nice road win in Moscow, Idaho against the Vandals. And then North Dakota State. You can either find them in Vegas minus one or plus one. Just depends on where you shop. Uh, at the Westgate Superbook, they are actually plus a point, and uh, we'll keep an eye there. I think forty nine and a half is your total, and I just have a feeling the old Bison going to take out the boys from Missoula, but. Can't count out the Grizz, man. They're pretty good. Meanwhile, Detroit-St. Louis on the ice, uh, right there under the arch. Detroit got a third-period goal to tie that game at 4, 13.30 to go third period. Nashville 2-1 to one after two, now over the Flyers as Philly gets one back. Three games are final. Pittsburgh doubled up on Arizona, 4-2, 7-3. To Toronto closed out the Rangers. Uh, got close, and then uh, Toronto put it away there at the end, and Carolina takes out Ottawa by a 4-1 count as uh, road favorites and again we gave you the games coming up with the lines including Vegas minus 210 over at the Fortress 6 Your total against Calgary they'll drop the puck in just a little bit but AB uh, let me jump over uh, real quick Colorado Avalanche they uh, still are a dangerous team how good are they uh, by the way Detroit has just taken a 5-4 lead over St. Louis but how, how good are the Lanch? are they still the team to beat in their division? Oh, absolutely, and it's predicated
2: on, one, they're still a good team, but also, too, Dallas has been struggling a little bit. But with the abs, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon is is their heart and soul, but they also need Big Val Nachushkin to to step up. He was the the big guy. They call him Big Val, but he was the guy who really stepped up and helped them in that uh, Stanley Cup run a couple of years ago. He has 10 goals and 13 assists. McKinnon has 12 goals and 27 assists, leading the team with 39 points. Those are the two guys they'll really need to to gel things together, and and goaltending. Uh, they're really riding Alexander Yorgiev pretty heavy right now. He leads the league with most starts, He's 23 stars already, 14-7-1. And that's going to be the kind of thing that I worry about. You know, They need to get a better backup there with Pablo Frenzos out for the year, seemingly. Uh, Ivan Prosvetov who came over from Arizona, he's, a, he's an AHL guy at best. So they will need another veteran goalie maybe at the deadline to try to take some of that time, take some of the load off of uh, Yorgiev and let sure that he, make sure that he's healthy and ready uh, for a deep playoff run. But other than that, uh, Colorado looks to be, like said, the team to beat in the Central.
1: Yeah, keep an eye on Winnipeg. The boys from Manitoba right there with uh... – you know yeah. Connor and Shifley and uh, you know Hellebuck there in between the pipes. So pretty good team and always tough to beat there in Manitoba. Jump over to the Metropolitan in the Eastern Conference and the Rangers off to that good start. Got beat tonight by Toronto, uh, but still nineteen six and one with that overtime loss. Just the one Islanders. I mean they uh, they get a bunch of overtime losses. Seven of them already. Thirteen seven and 7 so they at least grab a point. Uh, they are second. The Flyers win tonight, they would hop in front of the Islanders. Uh, the Isles would have a game in hand. Uh, Capitals, we find out now that they're probably going to be on the move to northern Virginia. But really, uh, the Jersey Devils have got to be one of the biggest disappointments out of the gate, as well as the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we'll start with the Rangers. The, the way they're playing right now has been red hot, and I mentioned it in the segment earlier about Jonathan Quick coming over. I mean, the resurgence that he has, you know, he's a Connecticut guy being back at home, you know, knowing the pressure is completely off of him because he's got a Vezina-quality guy like Shosturkin. But he's been kind of the A-side right now, Eight zero and one with a 220 goals against and two shutouts because they got the win against his old Kings uh, on, on Sunday. I think that's been a great story and I, I've been really uh you know, thrilled to see that just as a hockey fan. But as you mentioned with that uh Metropolitan Division, you know, Carolina and New Jersey, it seemed like that was going to be the two horse race again uh in this division. And to see both of them right now currently at fifth and sixth place in the division, uh granted there's only a you know, ten point gap between Carolina and the, and the Rangers at the right now, uh that, that is baffling to see. And I think with Carolina it's goaltending. I did not understand, as many other people I talked to, didn't understand why they brought back Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson, two goaltenders who have dealt with constant injury issues. And sure enough, Frederick Anderson out long- long-term, he's got to de- uh, deal with some blood clots. You know, Auntie Roth has been on the on the IR a couple of times already this year. He's he's healthy right now. And that's been kind of keeping Piotr Kachekov, the goalie of the future in limbo. And so he hasn't been looking as great as he had in the previous years where we've seen him make appearances. So I think the Canes really need to solidify it with goaltending. goal He can really say the same about New Jersey as well. Akira Schmidt hasn't uh, been consistent. Uh, Vitek Banachek hasn't been consistent. So that, you know, 1A1B tandem – Whenever they go into one guy, it seems like they've been off, and when they go to the other, they haven't been able to really kind of get things uh, squared away. So, like I said, those are the two teams that will definitely have to look at the goaltending more so than anything else because their offense and defense, they will, the goals will come at due time, and we've been seeing the goals coming in bunches for New Jersey.
1: There you go. Boston with that lead of three points now uh, in the Atlantic over Florida. Uh, Florida's played one more game. Toronto just finished their 26th game, and they're only four points behind the Bruins, and they're 6-1-3 in their last 10. So they're playing good, solid hockey. Uh, Red Wings up, as I said, 5-4 in St. Louis, and 32 points there uh, with uh, one more game played. than the front-running Boston Bruins, who will say, hey, we don't care about the regular season, President's Trophy, nothing. We just want to get out of the first round and uh, feel my pain as a Rangers fan, because that's happened several times when they've had that best record, and all of a sudden, then they get knocked out that first round sometimes the second and it just deflates everything they did during the regular season ab but you are a bears fan you are very versatile you know all your sports what's your take on justin fields because i like the kid
2: yeah i do too i do too and you know we've seen some flashes of brilliance from him you know i think about that first half uh in that game against denver uh you know about a month ago where you know he just looked like a comfortable NFL quarterback, you know, and and everybody was kind of giving him grief about what he, you know, was a mobile kind of guy in college. But no, he can stand in the pocket, and you give him time. And that's the thing you have to give him time. You need a better offensive line in front of him. That's something the that Chicago fans have been talking about for 25 years. <laughs> but uh, I digress. I think he's he should be the quarterback of the future. And I know everybody talking about this number one pick. You know, did we grab Caleb Williams? And yes, he is an amazing talent, a generational quarterback. But I think. I think Marvin Harrison Jr., another Ohio State guy, get that, that Buckeye connection going. I think that's a uh, bigger bet. Uh, go with Fields and get Marvin
1: Harrison Jr. with that top pick, and then the Bears might have something cooking offense. All right, so what do you do with those picks then? If you're a Bears fan, because there's a lot of them out here transplanted to Vegas, and you know I follow this team pretty good, uh, wh- what do you do with those picks? Do you solidify maybe offensive line one, and, and where do you look, because uh, you're going to have two of the first three picks it looks like.
2: Yeah, so I, like I said I think Harrison Jr. is your your pick with that number one overall, and then with that other uh I think it's gonna be like a top somebody top ten, top fifteen pick, you try to get the best offensive lineman. You wanna get get somebody who can, like I said, protect fields. Or 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 if you go with Williams, protect Williams. But you need protection. You have to solidify the offensive line. The old line and you need some some help on defense. So I think but I think the line is where you, you really look at in the draft. Those are your biggest pieces. Like I said, with that top pick, grab another good receiver like a Harrison, have him with more the company, I think that'll get the offense rolling, and that'll get Fields another weapon to really open up
1: his game as well. Alex B, real quick, you got that uh, in-game thing going on, real quick. Uh, again, let everybody know they can jump off SportsX Radio or maybe listen to SportsX Radio, but also get involved with you guys as you do some more in-game hockey wagering tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, uh, look up the Ice Guys podcast on YouTube. Find the channel. So uh, YouTube.com/slash The Ice Guys. And then just click on that the red, little red live button, and then you'll see the stream. We've been going since uh, since 7 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be going all the way until the end of the game. There's five games going tonight, so we'll be talking about Flames and Golden Knights. We'll be doing some live betting uh, with that contest. Uh, the Bedard, or the, the Counter Bowl, I should say, Bedard for the Blackhawks going against McDavid and the Oilers.
1: So we'll be doing all of that, and uh, so you can catch us on the Ice Guys channel on YouTube. You do a great job, A.B., and I always love talking to you. And every time I talk to you, time just flies by quicker than quick but we will have you back because there's so much to talk about with you and you know all your sports, so I really enjoy talking to you. Uh, next time we'll get you for a whole hour if we can work it out around your yeah. crazy schedule. Alex be you the best, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Ken. Thanks as always. See you. There you go. Hour number one in the book, SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK, Dawn streaming and live on that Odyssey app. We come back. Hour number two. Lots to talk about. Get you caught up on all those bowl lines I was going to do last night. Didn't do it. NFL as well. Raiders in town on Thursday right here at Allegiant. We're live from Vegas. Keep it right here. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke. We're coming
0: right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a pot. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now.
1: All right, hour number two, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Mark Koch, my producer, going to talk some sports with me here, hour number two. We've got a lot to get into, and, uh, oh boy, I always appreciate Alex B. Smith. Just love what that guy's uh, noggin knows about hockey, and I love hockey. I really do. I mean, I've, it's one of my favorite sports to go to, and there, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of sports to choose from. But, you know, you go to the Fortress and take in a Vegas Golden Knights game. I mean, that is a show. And a half. I mean, just the entertainment side of things. But then the hockey is outstanding. And the great thing is when you get into some of the modern-day arenas like uh, T-Mobile, there's not a bad seat in the house and really is a lot of fun to go. Now, uh, I enjoy you know smaller venues as well, like for the Silver Knights, t- going over there to the Dollar Loan Center. And that's why tomorrow night, uh, I wish I was in uh, – yeah, I don't want to say I wish I wasn't at Steiner's, but I'd like to be doing the show over there maybe with a little Steiner's inside the Dollar Loan Center because I like – that place. It's one of my favorite little venues uh, right there on the Henderson side. So take in Creighton and the running Rebs tomorrow, and I'll get to uh, a lot of the overnight lines. Do want to update the scores. Uh, Mavericks were able to hold off the Lakers in Big D. Remember, they were three point ro- uh, home dogs there, the Mavericks were, and they knock off the Lakers 127 125. A real close one there. And uh, again, Mavs plus three. If you took them on the money line, a little bit better payoff. 235.5, I told you it was on a big time over pace. And uh, the game hits 252. Celtics do knock off the Cavs, but Cleveland gets the money if you backed them plus 11. They lose it by seven, 120 to 113. That game also getting up and over the total by seven points. Total was 226 at the Westgate Superbook. Hits 233, 120 to 113. Your final Nuggets and Bulls, 98-89. Nuggets lead at 720 to go fourth quarter. Remember laying six and a half in that one. Uh, 220 is your total right now, sitting at 187. And uh, make it 189 because it's 100 to 89. Nuggets up by 11 now. So we'll keep an eye there. And again, two games to go Warriors and Suns from Phoenix. And a uh, little money coming in on the Warriors over the last little bit. So they are minus one and a half at Phoenix, 228 your total. And the Kings, the Sacktown boys in LA, Clippers minus three and a half, 237 and a half is your total there. So just those five games in the nba now some money line deals as far as college basketball again a light schedule but western kentucky by beating Wright state as five and a half point dogs could have got them plus 200 so the hilltoppers not a bad team to take a shot on there uh on a money line deal and then you had a good payoff there if you back the fighting phoenix of wisconsin green bay in illinois chicago they took out the flames 70 to 68 they were plus 650 at the Superbook. So you could have made some good money there. Meanwhile, Texas Tech has just opened it up. Big time on Oral Roberts. Jumping all over them. Early second half. 54-37. They lead at minus 12.5. And they were only up 5 uh, late first half. But now have opened it up to 17. Still 16.40 to go. And they've just tipped off Cal Baptist and Oregon. From Matthew Knight Arena. That game on the uh, Pac-12 network. So if you have Direct TV, you're not going to get that one. But Cox Cable has that one. Austin P. They are playing on that extra board. They're in Carbondale, where I've called a game or two uh, there for Long Beach State against Southern Illinois. 70-68, to 68, the governors lead it. They're up by two. If they win that game, they're plus 575 on the money line. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Georgetown rolling over Coppin State by 16, 60 to 44, 430 to go, but they're minus 22. So right now, uh, Coppin State still covering. And Boise State from the Mountain West in action against Northwestern State, 50 to 30. Broncos lead it at home in Boise, 17 20 to go in that second half. Now they're minus 24 in that game, they're up 50 to 30. Keep an eye on that one as it rolls on down. Cincinnati buried Bryant, 85-53, coming off the tough loss against Xavier. And that is a final now. Austin P has beaten Southern Illinois and Carbondale. So they were 11.5-point dogs, plus 6.50. Uh, for Wisconsin Green Bay and Austin P was plus 575. Nice little two team money line parlay. Andy Esco always has his little calculator and lets me know what those pay uh, on a hundred dollar bet. So Wisconsin Green Bay plus 650. Austin P plus 575. AI, if you're listening, let me know what a two teamer would pay there on a hundred dollars. And uh, that pretty much it. Extra board, you had some games. St. Peter's held off uh, the Retrievers of Maryland-Baltimore County, 66-60, and they were minus seven. They only win by six. Uh, U.S. Uh, University of Massachusetts, Lowell, uh, they beat Long Island but didn't cover the 18. They won it by 13, 78-65, game staying under the total. Uh 104.86 South Florida. They get past Arkansas Pine Bluff. They were minus 17.5 and, and they win it by 18. Crazy. Some of these come right within that half point. You gotta sweat it out, right? You don't know till the end. Radford 7356, they were minus 16.5. They beat VMI by 17. La Tech, no problem with Southeast Louisiana, 89 to 60. Uh, They easily cover that 13-and-a-half-point line, winning it by 29. That game sails over that 135 total. And, uh, again, we'll keep an eye on some of these other games. Northern Iowa, uh, they got a win by 19-14 at home against Prairie View A&M. Total 143 games, staying well under the total. So uh, those are some of the games on the ice. They're in the third period now Nashville. Uh, still leading Philadelphia, 2-1, to one, but you still have 16 minutes to go in the third. Only 2.30 left, and I'm watching that game right here. St. Louis and Detroit, Red Wings leading 5-4, 2.30 left in that third period. Detroit has both goals in the third as uh, they trail 4-3, entering that third stanza. But right now they lead the Blues 5-4. Gave you the other scores. Pittsburgh doubled up on Arizona, 4-2, 7-3. Toronto at Madison Square Garden took care of the Rangers handily. And 4-1 Carolina on the road get back on track. For Hurricanes fans, they're hoping as they beat the Senators on the road. Just getting underway. They have just dropped the puck over there at the Fortress, VGK in Calgary. Again, the Knights going off as a minus 210, six-year total. Vancouver and Tampa Bay, they're 40 seconds in. Canucks going off a minus 136.5-year total on Florida, Seattle. The Kraken at home, a big dog, minus 170 on the Panthers, six-and-a-half-year total shaded to the under. Chicago, Edmonton, they'll drop that puck in a little bit. And uh, Edmonton minus 500 at the Westgate Superbook. So you got to lay 500 bucks to win 100 over there at Westgate. And uh, Chicago, you know, going to go for that uh, that upset there, Connor Bedard and company. Six-and-a-half-year total, shaded to the over, minus 140. And then Winnipeg, talking about those boys from Manitoba, play better at home. But they'll be at the Shark Tank in San Jose. You know, remember the horrendous start they got off to. But they are playing much better of late. And uh, Winnipeg still a minus 190-year total, six-and-a-half, shaded to the under as far as that total. And that is a look at the scores. Uh, We did have some soccer today as far as UEFA Champions League. I know uh, we're going to get to the knockout stage, so I'll pay more attention uh, to that as we roll on through. But Barcelona, no problem. They went unblemished in their uh, group, so they move on to the knockout stage. Uh, FC Copenhagen, uh, they got a 1-0 win against Galatasaray from turkey and that was big because that helped them advance to the knockout stage as well uh Bayern munich shut out man united or Bayern munich shut out yeah man united and so man united does not make it to the knockout stage uh they had been scoring goals napoli makes it took out uh braga uh two nil the final there and uh they'll have eight more games tomorrow as they wind up group play and then they get into uh the next round there so i always enjoy the champions league and they uh take the top teams from all the European uh, divisions and whatnot, and then they have that Champions League. It's a lot of fun, especially as it gets going and you start getting down to that final, you know, eight. Once you get to the final eight, forget about it. I'll I'll watch. I'll pay attention because it's usually afternoon games right around noon that those will start. So uh, some more action in the Champions League tomorrow, and I'll keep you abreast on some of those and how the teams advance. All right, uh, NFL football, we were talking about it, those two Monday night games. Let me bring in Mark Oak, my producer. Mark, I'll tell you what, the way Miami lost that game Ah. is unbelievable. I mean, the way Tennessee, uh, Levis, got to give him credit because he got his bell rung pretty good, but he hung in there tough. And uh, Miami, boy, they blow a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, and Tennessee gets the last 15 unanswered and win it by a point. Pretty impressive by a Titan team that has not been playing good ball, but you can see the potential there with Will Levis. And again, they don't have a a lot of household names receiver wise, uh, but you know, nonetheless, they were able to take care of business and shock Miami.
3: Yeah, and, and Miami has a, another big issue that uh, came up for them. They lost their center Connor Williams. That's yeah, the, that's a
1: big loss. Yeah, that is
3: their third offensive lineman down, and. That is not good for them. I mean, look—you can have all the wide receivers and great, court, you know, great quarterback with Tua, but if you can't block, you can't win, and that is going to be a big concern, especially going against physical teams like you know Baltimore and Buffalo. So, you know, hold and on. We to your saw, hats.
1: We, yeah, we we saw what happened when that line broke down last year. We remember Tua getting flung around like a rag doll. And, uh, you know, concussion protocol for a long time. Liam Eikenberg, uh, the youngster out of Notre Dame will take over for Connor Williams right now. Why they look to uh, get some more depth and solidify that line. But Tyreek Hill also was banged up and didn't return. And then he did return. And, you know, the ankle don't know with Tyreek, but. He always seems to tweak something, whether it's a hamstring, an ankle, something there with the lower body extremities. And uh, they can ill afford to have that because, you know, Waddle's solid. uh, Cedric Wilson's good. But at the end of the day, if you don't have Tyreek Hill, he has to be 100%, and he is a game changer, and he is somebody that demands a double team pretty much all the time.
3: Well, and now you may see why Kansas City was willing to let him walk. He's getting just, you know— not old, but getting a little older and, and a guy like that, you know, that has a game based on speed, that speed doesn't last forever, you know, and as time's going to go by, you know, your legs are going to wear down a little bit. You're not going to have that speed that you used to have. And that's his biggest weapon. So, you know, as <laughs> the ankle starts to go out, the knee starts to go out, you lose a little flexibility and, it's harder to keep that speed up. You know, so maybe KC made the right move letting him walk. Who knows? There, you, there you go. We'll, we'll have to
1: follow that as we move forward as far as the uh, postseason. Uh, it is a final 6-4. Detroit gets the empty netter. And beat St. Louis, so the Red Wings get all three goals in that third period, win it 6-4 to four under the arch in St. Louis. Nashville still leading Philly 13-33 to go third period, 2-1. to one. Tampa Bay gets the first goal there in Vancouver, uh, four minutes and ten seconds into that game against the Canucks, so the Lightning lead at 1-0. Uh, no score, Vegas, underway at the Fortress, four minutes in against Calgary, and Florida-Seattle also four minutes in, no score there against Chicago, Edmonton, Winnipeg, San Jose, yet to go. And keep an eye on those other two games, as far as in the NBA, actually three, two that are getting underway. One just got underway. Suns 4 nothing out of the gate against Golden State a minute and a half in. 104-92 uh, with 410 to go. Nuggets up by 12, laying 6.5 total to 20. And then Kings and Clips, uh, they will tip it off in about 30 minutes from now. So keep an eye on all this stuff. We know you may have money on this stuff, so we always uh, pay attention to those scores and uh, make sure that you have them. Uh so you're not driving around trying to look on your phone and find them. We will make sure we get them to you here on Sports X Radio. Mark Hoke, my guest, and uh Mark, as you look uh at the uh NFL, let's let's just uh kinda go around and then we'll come back to college football because last night we were gonna talk a little bit more about NIL and and uh some things going on there with the FCS and and what they potentially are facing and also uh even at the FBS level, uh Brad Powers actually I love Brad because he just does so much work that he just stays on top of college football all the time. And the cool thing uh, with BP is that you don't have to do all the work. He does a lot of it for you. So I do want to let you know, uh, jot this down, uh, and Brad will be talking bowl games, and we'll do two different shows and break the bowl games down. But bowl teams with the most starters opting out. So that means NFL draft, they're injured, Or they're in the transfer portal. Texas A and M has eleven, as does Oregon State. So that's eleven starters. Okay. Eleven out of twenty two starters opting out, injured or in a transfer portal, Texas A and M and Oregon State eleven. James Madison ten. So they did get a bowl game invite, but ten are out. (laughs) North Carolina nine. Nine. Yeah, North Carolina nine. Notre Dame nine. Miami of Florida, seven, as well as Kansas State, seven. Then you have six starters out for Duke and for Clemson. And if you missed it, Riley Leonard did uh, make that commitment to Notre Dame. And so he will be uh, more than likely the Fighting Irish's starting quarterback next year. Ohio, the Bobcats, five. And Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, five, that have either opted out for NFL draft, transfer portal, or they are injured as far as starters for the bowl. And Brad will have even more details for us uh later on in the week as we move forward. So that's just good FYI stuff to have uh before you put down your money, your hard-earned money on some of these bowl games cuz sometimes you look and you're like, "Oh, this team's going to crush this team. Why is the line so low?" Then you find out, "Hey, they're missing 11 starters. You better be careful." So uh always uh kind of uh you got to proceed with caution as we say. And if you didn't do that last night, you could have gotten beat if you just looked up and you said, "You know, I'm going to do a money line parlay on Green Bay, who just beat Kansas City and Miami. They're at home against Tennessee, who's four and seven. I mean, you know, let me go with that, or four and eight, whatever the uh, Titans were, maybe four and eight. And if you did that, you lost. Not only did you lose, you lose both games. So uh, it's it's going to get crazy, and you got to keep an eye on these injuries big time because there have been a lot of them. And by the way, I was talking about the Titans. Uh, I want to just get this in there because Frank Whitechuck passed away, and uh, he, of course, the hero from the Music City Miracle. And a couple days ago, he had a fall at his house. I was waiting for them to confirm uh, the cause of death, but apparently, he had a fall, and nobody was there. And and uh, I, had, you know, my wife Christy had a friend uh, that literally was up on a uh, like a, one of those step stool ladders at her house. And uh, you know, was you know, getting something out of the cabinet, and then lost her balance, and boom, and and fell, hit her head, and they didn't find her for two days because you know, some friends and family didn't hear from her, and they found her uh, deceased in the house. So uh, it's always good to check on uh, people, but you know, sometimes you know, as we get older, you know, we're not as fragile as we used to be, and and uh, not as agile. I was putting up Christmas lights over the weekend. And my goodness, you get up on the roof and stuff and then you start moving and you're up on the ladder and you're doing all this stuff. And I was literally on the roof and leaning over and hanging. Now, I did uh, take some, uh, you you know, some smarts a a few years ago and I put up some of these uh, nails there to where. I could just clip some of those lights and, and get them. I, I left them there. So you can't really see them where, where I placed them. But it made it a lot easier to get a lot of that stuff up there. So uh, house looking good, all lit up. And uh, But you got to be careful as you get older because I know the next day, sometimes you're moving around and, 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 and you're kind of tweaking your body because you have to do something or something's moving or you got to reach here, reach there. And it's easier as you get older to pull those muscles. And I'll tell you what, never really learned about stretching until I got older, and people that stretch all the time, they are limber. They're in good shape. So I used to laugh at like yoga or Pilates, and now it's like I wish I'd done that stuff for a long time. Mark Hoke, you know it. As you get older, man, you don't stretch, you're going to feel it the next day.
3: Well, I'm I'm feeling it right now. But hey, Clark Griswold, let's uh, maybe tone down the decorations. All right, please. <laughs> yeah, want, trust me, to, it's not to, the vacation. We want to we want to, yeah. we want to keep you around, KT. All right. <laughs>
1: That is funny, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Didn't go to that extreme. Or uh, even the uh, Martha May on The Grinch. Uh, Well, good night, Betty. And and she's (laughs) firing those lights up. Always good stuff. Uh, You know, it's something about. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's always something about there's certain shows when you get around the holidays and, you know, The Grinch. I mean, I, I like the cartoon. It's all well and good, Dr. Seuss. But the movie is still the greatest, man, that I just have to, you know, when I'm watching it and it's just hard to turn off sometimes. I mean, I'm like that with, with stupid old movies like that, that that are entertaining to me, like my cousin Vinny and things like that. And it's like, sometimes you see these things, my Princess Bride's another one of those old classics that you see it. Next thing you know, you've been watching for 40 minutes, you know, you have to go to bed, but you're like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll watch a little bit more and. Uh, Just even though you know the story, you know the lines, but it's still fun. Uh, What are some of your favorites, Mark Oak? Uh, I want you to think about that when we go to break because we're going to go to break. But I want you to uh, think about a couple uh, shows or movies that when you're uh, channel surfing, that if you get there, no matter oh God, how many can, times you've seen it geez, you're gonna still watch day, man there you yes. go well we'll do that we'll do that when we come back by the way uh the blackhawks get on the board early inside the first three and a half minutes at edmonton remember they're a plus 450 in edmonton alex b smith something tells me he follows the hawks that's his team something tells me he's on them connor bedard remember what he said he's the guy and i think he got that opening goal And if I'm not mistaken, I think he had him as far as to score tonight. So when you have one of those and you get that goal in the first few minutes, that just uh, can make your night if you have a nice plus price like that with the uh, Blackhawks being big-time dogs. Uh, you know, for Bedard to get that opening goal. That is huge. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK on stream and live on that Odyssey app. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, got a lot to talk about. Little NIL stuff as well. FCS, FBS, we'll get to all of that and we'll update all these lines on these bowl games and the NFL games as well. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back.
3: You're back on Sports X Radio, just waiting for KT to pop in there. But uh getting things going here on Fat Tuesday, doing our thing. And uh just uh wondering where KT is, but that's okay. And uh KT was looking talking about uh what was going on in some hockey and some venues and uh just uh talking about the Capitals and uh, making a move down in DC and uh, let me just check and see if uh, we lost KT there. Uh, give me one second. We we lost KT. Let's see if we can get Ken back on here real quick. Uh, but the Capitals uh, moving down. And let's see if we can get Ken okay, back. Okay, there we oh, go. There he is. We got him back. Yeah, but yeah I don't just, know what happened, man. Uh, well, we lost connection there. But, uh, Kendra, real quick, you were talking about the Caps moving and down to Potomac Yard and just real fast because I was leading in that so, since I lost you there. Uh, but that that new place uh, just uh, south of DC in Alexandria, uh, they've got a nice riverfront area there, uh, right off uh, 395 and on Route One. Uh, huge complex down there, big shopping area, and apparently they're going to be building a multimillion-dollar complex down there. The state legislature has already approved it, so looks like a pretty neat area there for the Caps to and the wi- and the Wizards to move down to. So neat venue for them.
1: Well, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, if I had teams that were in uh, Washington, D.C., it's not an area that I'd really feel comfortable yeah, about I, you know, my believe. patrons going to. So, you know, I mean, you, it's uh, crime is just skyrocketed there big time in the last, you know, seven, eight months. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. carjackings up like uh, whatever they said, like several hundred percent.
3: Yeah. And, you know, but it was funny you were talking about the, you know, the Silver Knights and Playing over there at the Dollar Loan Center. And you know what that reminded me of, Ken? It reminded me of the Hershey Bears. I knew you were gonna
1: say that. The Hershey Bears.
3: Yeah, you know, they used to play Hershey Park Arena. Now they play at the at the Giants Center. And of course the defending Calder Cup champions. And they're in first place right now out there, buddy. Just so you know, so you may get to see that. But you know, something great going on there as well tomorrow night over at the at the Giants Center. It's Burke's Dollar Dog Night and Wacky Wednesday beer special. So if you happen to be out in Hershey,
1: there you go. I want to head over to the game. There you go. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to fo- looking forward to folks making it over to Dollar Loan Center for Creighton and the running Rebs. Uh, nuggets one fourteen to one oh six lead the Bulls. So twenty five seconds left, and they're minus six and a half. Total is two twenty. It has just hit two twenty. So. Uh, you know, just everything right there on the line. Suns up sixty nine, out of the gate over the Warriors, five oh eight to go first quarter again. Kips, uh, Kings and Clips coming up in just a little bit. And uh Texas Tech now up only nine on Oral Roberts, eight fifteen to go, laying twelve and a half. And uh Cal Baptist, Oregon, twelve eight ducks out of the gate over Matthew Knight Arena, halfway through that first half. Meanwhile, on the ice as we move on down uh two to two. Philly has tied things up. Three forty eight to go yeah. third period in Nashville. We don't suck. Uh, No, you're playing okay, Hockey. Tampa Bay and Vancouver. The Canucks tied it up as well. Eight minutes to go in the first period there in British Columbia. Tied at one with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Calgary gets on the board first. Uyghur a goal. Beat Logan Thompson. So 8.30 to go first period at the Fortress. And it is Calgary one. Golden Knights nothing. Florida, Seattle still scoreless. 7.30 to go first period. in Chicago with that 1-0 lead on Edmonton by Bedard. Getting that goal uh, just a few minutes in, 11.35 to go first period in Alberta, and a 1-0 lead for the Blackhawks over Edmonton. Again, Winnipeg-San Jose coming up at the Shark Tank in just a little bit. Winnipeg minus 196.5 is your total. Tomorrow night, we've got some uh, uh, games. Let's just get those in. As far as those overnight lines, 76ers minus half, two thirty-three 233 against the Pistons at Detroit. Pistons have dropped oh. 20 in a row. Oh, dude, that is straight. so
3: money. Ken. Really? Ken, let's put some Christmas money on that.
1: Let's put a little Grinchy Grinchy coin. Come on now. I you're think... gonna take the pistons plus the eleven and a half? No way. <laughs> no. All right. so you're gonna you wanna lay the points, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh Chris Wynn will probably book it for you. Uh, Pelicans and Wizards, Pels minus minus seven and a half, two forty-one. 241. Hornets at the Heat in Miami, Heat minus 8, 224. Raptors minus 2 coming off the lip, uh, the loss against New York at the Garden. Uh, they're back north of the border playing the Hawks. And uh, Raptors favored by 2, 239.5. Rockets at home, Houston minus 7 against the Grizz from Memphis, 213 Your total. Lakers will be back in action after losing tonight two points to Dallas. It's that Texas swing and uh, Lakers minus 4. At San Antonio against Wembenyama and company, two twenty nine and a half. Your uh, total there. Bucks six and a half at home, minus six and a half against the Pacers, two fifty eight and a half. Knicks and Jazz, Knicks minus six, two twenty seven and a half in Utah, and then Nets and Suns. No line out as of yet. But remember the Pacers Bucks game. The Bucks lost to the Pacers in the semifinals of that in uh, in season tournament. In, you know, right there in Vegas, a chance to get to the finals against the Lakers. Uh, and they did not do it. So a little revenge there for the Bucks. We'll see if they take care of business and cover this six and a half. That last game, Brooke Lopez really struggled from the outside, just three of 10 from downtown. Uh, tomorrow night, as far as college hardwood, uh, let me see if there's any good games tomorrow. Well, I'm just cruising it's a light schedule. UNLV is actually catching 13 and a half at the Dollar Loan Center against Creighton. 149 your total. So we'll see if uh, that comes into play. Utah State's going to be at Santa Clara. Favorite 3.5 over the Broncos on the road. Nevada back at home against Weaver State. And the Wolfpack at Lawler. Minus 10, 133 the total. And then Seattle and San Fran dons at home. Minus 9.5, 134.5. And And, uh, that's pretty much it as far as on the college hardwood tomorrow. There are a bunch of extra games, but we're not going to get into that. Let's go over and check... Uh, some football lines, and then we're going to touch on the NIL situation because I told you I'd let Mark Hulk weigh in on that. Uh, Chargers and Raiders at Allegiant Stadium on Thursday. And, again, we know no Justin Herbert. Raiders, you know, really need the win. But uh, you talked about your guy from uh, North Dakota State, Stick, getting the start. Well, the line's gone towards the Chargers. It's down to oh, Raiders minus minus two and a half, thirty-four. Wow. 34 the total. The Hokester letting the cat out of the bag. I, I, I pushed the line. That's it. It's what you do. Vikings and Bengals on Saturday. There's three games on Saturday, the 16th. Vikings and Bengals. And Jake Browning's playing good, solid quarterback right now for the Bengals. Joe Burrow may not get his job back. No, I don't know. I'm just no, saying. No, that but, ain't at least, but here's the thing. At least Browning's showing that he can play at this level. I mean, you're throwing for, you know, three-something and then 275 in two games. I mean, pretty solid stuff. Bengals minus three and minus 120. 39 your total against the Vikings. Uh, Colts minus two and a half. At home, 42-year total against the Steelers. I, I, I do like the Colts in that game coming off the loss. And uh, Pittsburgh, their offense is so anemic. I, I, th- I think the Colts will take care of business inside. Uh, Broncos and Lions. Lions getting some money. This line opened at uh, four, four and a half, up to five and a half at the Westgate Superbook. Lions minus five and a half, 47 and a half. Uh, Mark Hoke, what's your take on
3: Detroit? Because right now, they're not playing good football. Yeah, I think they're still going to be all right, but th- this will be a competitive game. I, I I wouldn't have said that 4 weeks ago but boy Denver is firing on all cylinders right now. This is going to be a lot more interesting than you would have expected. So and all I, of a sudden that, that tread Denver Raider
1: one. game, that Denver Raider game which is the final game of the regular season that could turn into a Broncos home game if they needed to make the playoffs because all the Raider fans, I mean, I shouldn't say all of them, but a good chunk of Raider fans will be selling those tickets with the Raiders out of uh, playoff contention, and that will be a huge Bronco crowd. We saw that crowd when they are in L.A. I mean, those Bronco fans get out there. There's certain bases that if uh, if your team's struggling, they're going to go to your venue and they're going to take over. Yeah, they and, will. Uh, especially, if, especially if it comes down to where Denver may need that game to make the postseason. Uh, on Sunday, Falcons and Panthers. Falcons letting uh, things slip away. Opportunities there in the NFC South. They're minus three at Carolina. 35-year total. The Bears, who looked very solid against Detroit in both games. Remember, they lost a close game at Detroit. A game they led for a long time. But came back and really took care of business. Against the Lions at home at Soldier Field, the Browns coming off a nice win as well. They are minus three. The Browns are against the Bears thirty-seven and a half. Packers off the loss to the Giants. They're minus three against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, who were dominated yardage-wise, but found a way to get the win. But I like the Packers minus the three. Uh, it has gone to three and a half at the Circa. I would get down on it as far as the Westgate Superbook. I would lay the one twenty. Uh, And the three right now on Green Bay to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Nothing against Mayfield and the guys. I just feel that Green Bay, they know they've got to come up with that W. And the last time, of course, they were at home. Uh, Love looked pretty special there against Kansas City. But, again, KC's not playing the greatest ball right now either. Texans and Titans from Tennessee. Tennessee off the win. Against Miami last night, minus two and a half and one twenty against the Texans, who got thumped by the Jets. What do you take of that, Zach Wilson again throwing for three hundred yards?
3: Boy, you know, Wilson is. The, I can't figure that kid out. He's inconsistent. I mean, we know yeah, that. You no know, question, but I, but part of that too is the team he's with. You know, that offense, the, the offensive line is inconsistent. If if he could get some more people around him, I, it would be interesting to see, but. You know, that's the tough part about the NFL is just not time to screw around. You know, and these guys, these young quarterbacks, if they don't have people around them, they just get the hell beat out of them. You know, see, so you, you know, and they, get, they get skittish and, you know, they get bad habits and, and it's hard for them if they don't come into a de, at least a decent situation. I mean, look what's happening to Bryce Young right now. I mean, what a terrible spot he's in. And you got to wonder how easy it's going to be for him to recover. So I don't know. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get back next year, and you know maybe Zach will have some time to, you know, learn from him. But you know who who knows? Jeez. That...
1: yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. He could be an adequate backup, and and now that he's stepped in and had some starts under his belt, now it'd probably be easier for him to learn from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Giants and Saints. Saints are at New Orleans minus six thirty eight year total. Again, Giants coming off the short week and. Played solid defensively, and Tommy DeVito finding ways to uh, get things taken care of. Barkley had a, a terrible fumble on his own. Uh, that nearly cost the Giants that game, but they were able to come back and get that late field goal and beat Green Bay. Uh, Saints, uh, you just can't trust them laying six, even though they're at home, but they did get a much-needed win. They need a win to get to 500 inside that NFC South. Jets and Dolphins, Dolphins minus 8.5, 39 right now. Uh, be careful with uh, Miami. you got to make sure you know what you have, and as Mark said, just lost their third offensive lineman that not good, and Tyreek Hill, Coming off tweaking that ankle. Did get back in the game, but got to make sure he's close to 100%. Niners playing the best ball of anybody. Mark talked about it. They are now the one seed in the NFC uh, based on that tie-breaking win against Philadelphia. Niners minus 13.5 in Arizona against the Cardinals in Glendale. 48-year total. Cards coming off the bye. Rams minus 6.5 off the tough loss in overtime to Baltimore. Uh, forty-nine. Your total against the Commanders also coming off a bye. Cowboys and Bills. It's down to two. Bills minus two, fifty and a half. I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to win that game. Now I know it won't be cold, and that's what I was hoping for. Especially when you get a team that's played in a dome their last game, as Dallas did against Philadelphia. But they dismantled your Eagles. And uh, but I just think the Bills. They they got a spark that they need it by getting the win. In Kansas City, yeah, Kadarius Tony was offsides. Is what it is. It's part of the game, and I, I think Buffalo needs to get this win. If they're going to make the playoffs, they need to solidify, uh, you know, staying over five hundred and go to eight and six with a win at home against Dallas Ravens and Jags. Sunshine did play, surprised me with the high ankle sprain, but did get in there. Uh, but they lost at home. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, they still have just that one game lead over both the Texans and the Colts. Ravens are minus three and a half in even money at Jacksonville, 43 and a half. Boy, that's tough because uh, we saw the Ravens squander a lead at home and had to go overtime against the Rams. And then the Chiefs are minus nine against the Patriots. Uh by the way, that Ravens Jaguars game has been flexed to the Sunday night game. And then your Eagles hoaxer, they're in Seattle, minus four forty seven and a half against the Seahawks. Geno Smith missed the last game. Drew lock actually didn't play poorly. Uh played okay. So we'll see how that game goes. That's the Monday night game. You like anything on
3: those games? oh uh, jeez. You know the thing is, Ken right now the- the whole NFL is just, other uh, than San Francisco, you can't count on anybody. You can't. Everybody's either beat up or playing so such inconsistent football. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think the Eagles are, are going to be a safe pick against Seattle. I, I really do, even if even on the road. I mean, Philly had to get through that, that really brutal four-game stretch. Well, it's over, and now we get Seattle, the Giants, twice, and the Cardinals. So I think you can relax at that point. The Dallas Buffalo game is, is going to be very interesting because the Bills need that game. You yeah. know, the Cowboys riding high, and that's usually the time that they get bucked. So
1: And you'll, you'll be a big time uh, Buffalo Bills fan because your Eagles are losing ground on the Cowboys, already lost ground to San Francisco. So you want to make sure you at least win that NFC East.
3: I like the Bills anyway. I always did. So, you yeah, know, go get them. Have fun.
1: All right, uh, real quick, just the two FCS lines, Albany, South Dakota State, Friday night, Jackrabbits minus half, 45 your total from the Westgate Superbook. Uh, you can find a higher total around town. And then North Dakota State, they are on the road. It is a Saturday afternoon game in Missoula. And right now at the Westgate Superbook, you can get North Dakota State plus one, Your year total. A couple other places around town, North Dakota State is the favorite minus one. Your total fifty and a half at the Westgate Superbook. There are 49 and a around town. So remember, shop around. A point difference is big, and you're talking a two-point difference uh, as far as, you know, you better get on North Dakota State plus the one right now Agreed. instead of laying one. So we will take our final break of the night. We will come back. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Don streaming live on that Odyssey app. Edmonton's tied Chicago at 1.0. We'll keep things rolling. Go join the Ice guys and uh, get involved with that podcast. They're giving you in-game wagering right now. But we will come back and wrap things up. SportsX Radio on a Fat Tuesday. Ken Thompson, producer, Mark Hoke, live from Vegas. We'll be right back.
0: I wish I knew how. Eyes are like starlights. To break this spell, I'll take your hat. Your hair looks so I want to get home for dinner. Mild fire moving closer. So it's closer. time for me to cast you aside. Oh, what's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't say. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.
1: Uh, not too cold in the desert, but a uh, little uh, Menzel and Bublé as we uh, close things up here. SportsX Radio on a Fat Tuesday. KT and producer Mark Hoke. Uh, let me just jump in real quick because I told you I'd give you uh, some of those college football lines. And the games that Brad and I are going to cover will go up until uh, the 29th, or 28th actually. We'll go through the 28th. Uh, Jacksonville State Rich Rods team minus 358.5 against UL Lafayette. Miami of Ohio and App State, App State minus 744.5. New Mexico State, remember that's the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque. Uh, but Jerry team is minus three and a half against Fresno State and Jeff Tedford, 51 year total there. UCLA, they've got some players that won't be playing. Uh, they're minus four, 48 and a half against Boise State at the L.A. Bowl and SoFi at SoFi, I should say. Uh, Cal and Texas Tech, Texas Tech Red Raiders minus three that game in Shreveport, Louisiana, the Independence Bowl. And I think Cal's got a chance to win that. 58 is your total there. Georgia Southern and Ohio U. Georgia Southern minus three fifty and a half. Remember, Ohio U's got five players that will not be playing in that game. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. ODU minus two and a half, fifty five and a half. I like ODU to win that game. They play hard. Uh, Texas San Antonio minus thirteen against Marshall. Fifty three your total uh, from Frisco, Texas, and that's the same place that FCS championship will be. Syracuse, South Florida. Syracuse minus 361 against the Bulls. Central Florida and Georgia Tech. Central Florida minus 4.5, 64.5 from Tampa. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl. Duke and Troy. We know Duke, Riley Leonard, going to sign now, or he's going to play, actually, with Notre Dame. He has committed there. Troy minus 7.5, 44.5. Arkansas State, Northern Illinois. The boys from DeKalb and Arkansas State. That's a pick'em with Butch Jones' team taking on the Huskies. 53.5-year total. James Madison, again, missing a bunch of starters for the game against Air Force, but they're still favored 2.5, 41 the total. And that game, uh, the Armed Forces Bowl, I would look at Air Force. If JMU's missing that many starters, find out who they are. Uh, Brad will break that down. But uh, Troy Calhoun does not want to end on a four-game losing streak. They did drop their last – I want to say maybe they did. They dropped their last four, so they don't want to drop five in a row. Utah State, uh, pick'em game with Georgia State. That's uh, the potato bowl over there in Boise, Idaho. So Utah State an advantage there because they go to Boise and uh, altitude won't affect them. South Alabama, Eastern Mish. South Alabama, the Jags a 16.46.5. Utah, Northwestern. Right there, Allegiant Stadium, the Las Vegas Bowl. That'll be the Utes minus 6.5, 42-year total against the guys from Evanston. Who'd have ever thought they'd make a bowl game? My goodness. San Jose State minus 10 in Honolulu. The Hawaii Bowl, that'll be on the 23rd against Coastal Carolina, 54-year total. Bowling Green, Brad Powers, Alma Mater, taking on Minnesota. And uh, it'll be Minnesota minus 4, half. That'll be in Detroit at Ford Field. Texas State and Rice, Texas State minus 4.5, half, half. Kansas and UNLV. That'll be in Phoenix on December 26th, Tuesday. I will make it to that game somehow. And uh, Kansas minus 12.5, 65, again, your total, against the Rebs. Vatek minus 8.5 against Tulane in the Military Bowl. And uh, North Carolina, West Virginia, that is West Virginia minus five and a half, 5.5, Your total there. USC, uh, Caleb Williams will not play. They are plus 7.5 against Louisville, 58-year total. That's a holiday bowl in San Diego. I've seen them before in the holiday bowl, and they lost to Wisconsin. Of course, my wife, being a Badger fan, that didn't go over well. And it was really cold. It was a rare cold night there in San Diego. A&M, Texas A&M, missing a bunch of starters for the game against Oklahoma State. That's a Texas Bowl there in Houston, Texas. Uh, the Aggies minus minus three fifty-three and a half. 53.5. SMU minus 11 against Boston College, 51-year total. Uh, and that game's in Boston. That's the Fenway Bowl at Fenway Park. Rutgers and Miami of Florida. That game has uh, Miami minus one and a half, forty-one. 41 the total. Shiano going down to Miami is old stomping grounds. NC State and Kansas State, that'll be uh, K-State minus minus three, forty-seven and a half. Arizona and Oklahoma. That'll be uh Arizona minus three and a half, sixty-two and a half. And then uh that's all we're gonna get into now because Brad and I will get into those other games from the twenty-ninth on forward. But Mark Hoke, I did uh talk to you a little bit about NIL. We were talking with Jimmy Rogers last night, and you wanted to weigh in on that on maybe what what a solution would be or or where do we go from here because it really looks like it just was never really thought out at the FBS level and now the FCS teams, you know. They got to worry because they're getting poached when they have good solid teams, and you know a lot of their players getting looked at from some of these uh, bigger schools.
3: Yeah, it, it's you know it's gonna it's a, gonna be a trickle up effect. If you look at what's happening, you know, at, at a school like NDsu, I mean, to to start there, you know, NDsu got poached last year and now you you have to i think you have to worry about it at a UNLV type school. You said James Madison and I and I kind of giggled because you know coach coach Signetti was shooting his mouth off this year. You know, we're America's team while well, America's team just lost 11 players running out and got raided. And you know UNLV you know, has some terrific players in there now. But what's going to happen, kitten? You know, what do you think's going to happen when all these Power Five schools see the players that they missed. Guess what? Are, what are they going to do? They're going to come in with million dollar offers, and you know if UNLV doesn't have the money sitting around, they're going to be gone. You know it's it's going to be it's going to be a really difficult situation for everybody to deal with, and you know they're not going to. A lot of these schools at, at the Mountain West level, for example, aren't going to be able to compete against you know, the Power 5 schools. And, you know, and then schools like Boise may be able to raid, you know, a lot of the FCS schools. This is going to be a cannibalistic system. If somebody, if the NCAA doesn't step in and do something real fast. And I wonder if college football is just going to have to do some major restructuring, you know, make make kids stay at schools longer, you know, which may not seem fair. But, you know, this... (sighs) You see what I'm saying? It's just going to mm-hmm. be a, no, you're a, right. a complete mess.
1: Yeah, you know? Jaden Maeva, the uh, young quarterback who was freshman of the uh, week six different times in the Mountain West, uh, they have five different transfer destinations already laid out. Uh, you know, so Oregon State's one of them, Cal's another, uh, Washington State's another, San Diego State, and Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, it's unreal. They're looking at all those. And Dylan Gabriel, we know, is already committed to uh, Oregon uh so yeah you just don't know and and i'm hoping coach odom can convince the guys to stay here and and uh build on what they had going on this year but it will be difficult uh preventative diagnostic center do not forget 50 and 72 or i'm sorry uh 40 and 72 years of age that's your demographic there and if you are in that age bracket then you're pretty fortunate, whether you're coming into Vegas or you live here in Vegas, that we have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Dr. John Pierce has it going on. It's year number four here in the Vegas Valley, and uh, it's a pretty good setup. So give a call now. Leave your name and number. Get that free educational consultation. Let them know Ken Thompson SportsX Radio sent you. comfortable scan takes just a few minutes, and a few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist, and they have the heart CT scan and calcium score spec. It continues to roll out. This is the third year they're doing it. It's $125 for a $600 value to get that heart checked out, make sure those arteries aren't clogging up. It costs you 125 and your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you get in there, get those tickers checked, make sure you're good to go. $1,200 value, a total of 125 While you're there, find out how you can get all your organs checked out. It just... It's priceless to have that type of information. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900, 534-7900. 534-7900. pdcenterlv.com is the website. Go check it out. Some FYI questions uh, answered there as well. And uh, that is about it here on a Fat Tuesday, Mark Oak. And, of course, your Mark Hoke show coming up Sunday, the, the best in professional wrestling, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. this Sunday with David Different.
3: Yeah, we're going to have a great time. Still waiting. Impact's going to be sending us another guest. We're just waiting to see who it's going to be. So we're getting ready for that big paper. Ken, you got to stay up here. We got got Hard to Kill. They're switching back to the TNA name, January 13th and 14th. So you got to join us, bud. You're going to I'm stay sure, up for I'm
1: sure, I'm sure I'll be uh, dragged into some of these shenanigans for uh, oh, with you indifference for sure. But that'll do it for us on a Fat Tuesday Steiner's Pub tomorrow night. You know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless her troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM. K on. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Download it now. Live from Vegas. Thanks, folks. We had a great evening. God bless. Good night, everybody.